Thank you, Sarah said with heartfelt appreciation. I'm starving. And you're exhausted, too, Mrs. Decker said with the slightest trace of disapproval. She didn't like the idea of her daughter earning her own living, especially when she had a family who was more than able to support her in grand style. Come see my new furniture, Catherine begged, taking Sarah's hand and tugging her toward the stairs. Let your mamma take off her things first, Mrs. Decker said, and Catherine obediently dropped Sarah's hand and waited, with ill-disguised impatience, while Sarah removed her hat and jacket. The next hour passed in a blur as Sarah went upstairs to admire the new dollhouse furniture, then ate the hearty supper Maeve had reheated for her while listening to a recounting of Catherine's day. While Sarah was eating, her mother's driver returned for her, but to Sarah's surprise, she asked him to wait while she visited with Sarah a bit longer. Finally, Maeve took Catherine up to get her ready for bed, and Sarah had a chance to speak to her mother alone. Won't father be wondering where you are? Sarah asked as they sat across the kitchen table from each other. He's out of town on business, she said, giving her another of those tense smiles. Only now did Sarah realize that the strain she'd sensed earlier in her mother went deeper than simple worry over Sarah's safety. What's wrong? she asked, certain now that something must be. Why else would her mother ask her driver to keep the horses standing in the street? Are you ill? Is father ill? No, no, don't be silly, Mrs. Decker said. What makes you think something's wrong? You came here to visit, but instead of going home at a decent hour, you've been waiting for me to come home, and, well, I can see that something is bothering you. What is it, mother? Mrs. Decker smiled again, sadly this time. I'm amazed at your powers of perception, Sarah. But nothing's wrong, nothing at all, I assure you. I just... I wanted to ask a favor of you. A favor? Sarah couldn't think of a single favor a poor midwife could do for a society matron like her mother. Yes, I... It's difficult to explain, so please, Sarah, have an open mind, and don't judge me until you've heard me out. Don't judge you? Sarah echoed in dismay, wondering what her mother could have done to merit judgment. When have I ever judged you? You can be quite uncharitable about other people's weaknesses, Sarah, her mother said. Sarah gaped at her in astonishment. I'm not uncharitable, she insisted, stung by the accusation. And what weaknesses could you possibly... Her voice trailed off as she had a most horrifying thought. Have you taken a lover? Her mother gaped back at her in equal astonishment, and Sarah watched the emotions race across the familiar face. Surprise, amazement, revulsion and then amusement that finally dissolved into hysterical laughter. Elizabeth Decker, one of New York society's 400 most elite members, was suddenly howling with laughter at Sarah's kitchen table. 
I suppose this means I was wrong about the lover, Sarah guessed wryly as her mother tried to compose herself. Oh, dear me, yes, Mrs. Decker assured her as she wiped the tears from her eyes with a lace-trimmed handkerchief that cost more than Sarah earned in a month. A lover? What on earth made you think of such a thing? You asked me not to judge you, Sarah reminded her tartly, and you said I was uncharitable. I tried to think of what you could have done that I would find unforgivable. And moral turpitude was the only thing that came to mind. It also had to be something you were embarrassed to tell me, she said, realizing it for the first time herself. The strain she'd sensed in her mother was embarrassment, not worry. Mrs. Decker sobered. Oh, yes, yes.